Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is October 3rd, 2021. It is currently 1.55 in the freaking morning on a Sunday morning, on an NFL Sunday morning. I should be going to bed, really. You know, football starts at 7 o'clock a.m. here. It's not a p.m. thing here in Hawaii. It's an a.m. thing. It's a really a.m. thing. But it looks as though I'll just watch it on DVR, like how I watch all of my college football games. So, that means if you're a client of mine or anyone, don't email me scores because I will be watching all of these games on delay. Alright, I'm going to turn this down. Well, how was your weekend going? I mean, how was your weekend? How was your weekend? I guess the weekend is still going. But do we actually count Sunday as a weekend? You know, for me, I always count like Sunday as a, you know, for me, Sunday really doesn't count because I have to look, I have to go to work on Monday. Well, technically, I don't have to go to work on Monday because I'm self-employed and uh, I have no work till the 7th and 8th. So that's good. But um, every day is a work day when you're self-employed, even the weekends. Like today, today I didn't go out. Um, yesterday, I didn't go out. Um, I've been busy at home. Fixing up photos, um, you know, trying to play catch up. I tell you what, like, you know, running your own business, um, you really just have to make your own time. And usually I make my own time when um, uh, Pitmaster Keith has his day off. You know, he's my, my really good friend, my kind of my distant next door neighbor. And, uh, you know, when he has his day off from his work, he's a, he works over at the supermarket when he has, a, he has two days off a week. And um, when he has time, we'll say, hey, you know what? If he has time off, then we'll we'll go and we'll, we'll go out and head out. You know, we'll watch a movie, uh, kick back, and maybe meet up with some other friends and all those different things. Um, but yeah, it, it's a that's basically my time off when he has off. I'll just make time. If not, I'm a workaholic. Okay, so what are we going to talk about? Well, first of all, uh, I want to talk about COVID in Hawaii, and then after that, I'm going to take a break, and then I'm going to talk about Venom. All right, so Venom, the new movie that came out. So the things that are happening around Hawaii right now, um, the governor, I think as of Friday, just extended his mandate. So that means, uh, you know, he has uh, king-like powers until the end of November. Now, right now, um, he, the king has not acted on anything, uh, even though, uh, you know, all, I guess all evidence, all scientific evidence points toward, you know, an opening up, easing of restrictions. Uh, you know, it, it really sucks when you have an idiot at the helm, you know, an idiot at the wheel. You know, someone who, you ever been in a car and, you know, someone can't drive and you're, and you're sitting in the seat and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm, I'm just going to die. And it really feels like that because um, here's the really dumb thing. I mean, he came out on the news uh, on Friday, and he said he, he's going to extend the COVID restrictions for another 60 days, uh, the, the, the mandates. And, and you know what the mandates actually do? It's, it's not, okay, the restrictions are one thing, okay, and I hate them. I hate them with a passion. But what he's doing is extending the mandates. And what does the mandates do? Well, there, there is an emergency mandate that gives him king-like powers that allows him to write laws without having them passed through the legislature, all right? So usually when you create a law, 
you know, you know, you have to have you have to have a legislature debate it out, you know, and then or sponsor a bill or something like that, and that bill then has to be signed into law by the governor. And then on top of that, if you want to do a checks and balance things, your Supreme Court can basically check it against your state constitution. And then if it's, if it's, if it's unconstitutional there, it gets shot off. Well, this emergency mandate gets rid of that entire process. So with a stroke of a pen, with a bad idea, you know, King Governor Ige, right? His name is David Ige, which is like, and he sounds like Kermit the Frog, by the way, and he looks like an idiot. Um, he can write in laws. So he can say, hey, you know what? There's a mandate to wear mask outside. And if you don't wear mask outside, we're going to give you a ticket. It's a law. And, and a lot of people have said, well, wait a minute. You know, it's not a law. It's a mandate. But then he can write it in there that this mandate is as good as a law because it's for your betterment of health, even though it's not even supported by science. And then on top of that, so again, he just extended his power until November 30th. Now, luckily, he hasn't done anything yet, and you know there are some other people who advise him to pull things back, including his, his lieutenant governor, Josh Green, who I'm not a big fan of, but he seems to be more, uh, oh, let's see, he seems to be more about opening it up. And he came out yesterday and said, um, you know, he feels that Hawaii should be moving toward normalcy. So he said, quote, from my standpoint, we should be able to now have football games, concerts, and what have you, as long as people show that they got vaccinated or they got tested. Now, I don't like that last part, but I like the first part, right? And then he also ha- added, it's safe enough for the rest of the country, all right? And now, in all par- different parts of the world, they're actually dropping all mandates. And on top of that, you know, we were promised by David Ige that once we near or once we get the 70% vaccination rate, he would drop all mandates. And guess what? We're at around 68.9% right now. We're headed, we'll be hitting 70 within a couple of weeks. And what does he plan to do? Well, he plans to probably keep the, the mandates all around, right? Because he just loves power. And he's a dumb idiot guy who loves power. So just imagine that. You have an idiot who loves power. And this is a guy who did not want to close down travel from China, who did not want to isolate us from the rest, you know, from uh, uh, different areas that are hotspots with COVID because he felt that would be racist. And then finally, finally, under immense pressure, he finally closed everything down. So he took a long time to close things down, right? And then on top of that, he's taking a long time to open things up. And this is the same idiot, like I told you all before, who uh, got us, got himself into trouble by issuing a false ballistic missile warning during the Trump era, during Trump time. And uh, this is during Trump's, uh, uh, when I say the Trump era, when this is when Trump was president. And, um, and he didn't apologize for that. And he made locals and tourists uh, panic for about an hour or so. Um, many, many locals and many, many tourists believed that they were going to die, get shot, get nuked um, uh, from North Korea. And <laughs> some of them were screaming, uh, you know, F you, Donald Trump, and all those different types of things. And uh, David Ige knew for a fact that wasn't going to happen, and he just let it happen. And when he came out on the news later on, uh, and and said and he, his excuse for not telling the public that it was a false ballistic missile warning was that he forgot his Twitter password. 
I'm serious. That was his excuse. So that's what type of idiot we're actually dealing with. He is a certified idiot. And then again, you have to throw in that a lot of people here in Hawaii are idiots because he did that during his first term. And then people here in Hawaii, locals, voted him back in. I don't understand that. If you screw up that big, why are you voted back in? I don't understand. So what's happening right now? Well, everything will still stay the same. Uh, you know, you, you can still vacation here in Hawaii. Uh, he's, um, the governor has just said that now is not the time to travel. And he's um, wishing that tour, he's hoping that tourists will heed his warnings and not travel here now. But that doesn't mean you can't come here. So I've had a lot of friends come here. I've still have had wedding couples come here. Um, you can still travel here. And a lot of uh, you know, every single tourist attraction is still open. Um, he just said that. I don't know why. I, I really don't know why. Because tourists are not spreading COVID. They're being spread through um, the local population. Now, what's happening with COVID now? Numbers are coming down dramatically, people. Uh, we were up at one time at you know hitting high a high of about a thousand infections per day. We're probably at a mid two hundreds right now. We're dramatically lower, and we're and hospitalizations are trending downwards. Uh, but you know, my friends who work in the hospitals have said that the hospitals are not full at all. In fact, my mom just got out of cataract surgery. And, uh, and my dad just went in for a checkup and everything. So the hospitals are not really full. At, you know, they're not turning away patients like how they did before uh, during the first time where they, where they said the hospitals were so full that they weren't allowed to have any, you know, other type of, uh, I guess, elective surgeries or type of, you know, doctor appointments or anything like that. Um, no, that was never the case. And it was never the case the first time. And it's not the case the second time. You know, um, I think I told you about this, but many of you don't listen to, listen to my podcast on a regular basis. Um, but but um, on Queens Hospital here in Hawaii, uh, they came out on the news and said they have to build um, a secondary morgue uh, just to prepare for the influx of, uh, I guess, deaths in their hospital. Well, that morgue has never been utilized, not at all. In fact, they have more than enough ICU beds, and uh, there's more people who are filling those ICU beds, who are non-COVID patients. You understand that? So, you know, we are having more people dying from COVID right now because infection rates did go higher, unfortunately. And there is, a, and it is also a fact that those who are unvaccinated, right, who did not take the shot, are suffering more than those who have been vaccinated. The majority of people who are in the hospital are not vaccinated. But that doesn't mean you have to take the shot. You, you know, your, whatever you decide, whatever risk you decide um, to, to carry around, that is completely up to you. 100% up to you. But what I don't really like what's going on here in Hawaii is the segregation, the prejudice against those who are unvaccinated because people who are vaccinated are completely paranoid or, and are still paranoid of catching COVID from someone who is not vaccinated. When it came out, here's the truth. Vaccinated or not, you can spread COVID. You both have the same viral load. That's the fact. Now, if you are vaccinated, you have an, a little extra la layer of protection in there 
And that says that, hey, if you get sick, you won't get really sick. So it's a very good, this, these vaccines are, are like very effective therapeutics, right? But again, there's no reason to segregate yourself from the unvaccinated. You know, a lot of my friends are unvaccinated, but, but some of them who are, who are unvaccinated have already gotten infected and recovered. So their antibodies um, are very, very strong on top of there. And in fact, they're coming out with a new study. I just read about this new study um, that came out and said that every, there's too much emphasis being placed on antibodies. You know, I mean, it's great to have a high antibody count again, but what really, what we really should um, place our emphasis on is B cells, B cell memories. And, and what does B cell do? B cells actually do? Well, they figure out how to, um, they lie dormant. You know, they're, they're, they're basically memory cells that figure out how to fight a certain virus. Now, your body eventually will rid itself of every single, um, I guess, mRNA antibody or even natural antibody out there. But if it still retains B cell memory, when COVID comes, is reintroduced back into your body, it will know how to produce antibodies that will fight that certain variant. And apparently through natural immunity, you have better B cell uh, memory than you do with uh, mRNA vaccines. But even with mRNA vaccines, there is still proof of B cell memory being very, very good. So this is the fact. And uh, is there a use for a booster shot out there? Well, you know, probably not. Probably not, I mean, to be honest. Uh, because if, if this is true, if this is true and it looks to be true, then, you know, you're, you're you know, taking these two shots may be good enough. And this is why uh, a lot of people that are over in the FDA did not approve for the booster shot. That's the thing. Now, here's the other thing too. There are a lot, a plethora of therapeutics out there that you can actually use to fight COVID. There is actually a pill that is being put up by Merck. I'm not sure what, what the name is, but it's being, up, it's being put up by Merck. It's be, um, but it decreases your chances of death if you're infected with um, COVID by 50%. And this is proven. That's huge. So that's a huge, huge, huge thing here. So all, all of a sudden, you know, people who are elderly can take this pill on top of taking Regeneron, on top of taking, you know, like something like ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or whatever you, or whatever it may be, you know, on top of those things and just really making COVID, this coronavirus, a very treatable uh, virus, a virus that you won't really have to fear, Right. So things right now are just so, I guess, convoluted. Uh, information is just just perverted in a way, especially coming out from the CDC, because a lot of what they're saying, unfortunately, it goes directly against science. It does. Um, and I hate to say that because, again, I'm not a scientist, but why don't we just take a look at this from a common sense point of view? Why do they say that those who are who have been infected and recovered from COVID, you know, they still recommend these people who have antibodies within them to still get fully vaccinated with either, with any, with any type of um, vaccine. Why is that? How do the vaccines work? Well, the vaccines work by introducing the antigen or weakened down version of um, the COVID virus. The antigen is just a spike. 
by int introducing that into your body and then triggering your body to have an antibody response. So again, it thinks it has COVID. So it creates an antibody response. Now, the mRNA vaccines created antibodies that bonded very well with the alpha variant, but right now we're on the delta variant. So that's why these new, these older vaccines don't work as good, but they want you to take it still yet, which doesn't make any sense, all right? Now, what happens if the people who are infected with delta recover? Well, that means they, their body created antibodies that actually um, are, are capable of bonding to the delta variant much more than your mRNA vaccines, so why do, if they have a better antibody, why do they have to take uh, the vaccine for, right? Does that make any sense to you at all? And now they're finding out through B-cell memories, the, the people who have natural immunity can actually fight a plethora, much more plethora of different variants versus people who, who have gotten vaccinated with mRNA vaccines or the Johnson & Johnson vaccines. So it's actually a lot better. That's what the science says. That's what, that's what the science says in, over in, Jeru in Jerusalem, over in Europe, or everywhere. Even here in the United States, except Joe Biden and the CDC have some type of, and also Fauci, they have some type of vaccine, I guess, obsession and they just want everyone to take a jab. Now, this also makes me very upset because I thought, you know, every human is pretty much unique. This is why we, when we work out, you know, certain, certain ways we work out doesn't work for other people. Um, certain diets work for certain people, not for other people, right? We all are very, very different. You know, when I, when I have a headache, you know, I used to like to take a leave. Some people like, used to take Advil. Some people like to take Tylenol. Because we're all freaking different. And we all have different allergic reactions and everything, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean, right? But right now, Fauci, who has not treated a patient in his life, is trying to treat all Americans with a stroke of a pen, with a stroke of a brush, and treating us all the same, not, individ not individualizing medicine, and telling all of you that you have to take the jab because... I said, I said, because I am science. That's what Fauci is literally saying. And that's not true because not everyone has to take the vaccine, right? Not at all, especially those who have been infected and recovered. <sighs> now, I know that it makes common sense. And here's the thing, if you, if you actually profess this online. On Facebook, you get banned. If you profess it on YouTube, your channel gets banned. If you say it on like a podcast and you have a very popular one, oh, your podcast gets banned, right? You can't say these things because apparently freedom of speech doesn't exist and, and freedom of speech is really dependent on what Fauci says. So whatever Fauci says is okay, but if you speak against him, you don't have freedom anymore. In fact, you, you not only do your, does your business get banned, you know, not only does your, um, your, your, your podcast or anything get taken down or your, or your Facebook page get taken down, but people go out there and try to cancel your business. So your business gets banned. And then on top of that, they send the government after you to try to shut you down in some you know, form, shape of another. It just sucks. It really, really sucks. And this is the America we're living in now. Anyway, anyway, people, 
that's it for COVID right now. So anyway, you know, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you want to actually travel to Hawaii, please do so right now. We need tourists. You know, you can. Um, the hotels are pretty empty right now. Uh, there's a lot of um, tourist operators, uh, you know, service providers out there, restaurants out there that would just love your business. So please, if you're planning to come down, do so. Don't fear anything. Just go ahead. It's a lot easier to get around if you are vaccinated because, you know, they're, they're actually trying to um, test for all these different types of things and all that. But here's the thing. We have those um, um, take-home test kits as well, and those actually work very, very well, uh, I guess, for restaurants and movies. So you could actually, if you're not vaccinated, you can, ha- you can use these, these uh, take-home test kits and then do a swab before you leave your your uh, hotel. You get your results about, about 10 minutes back. And then you can eat food um, at the restaurant or, or go to the movies or go to whatever. So I think that's pretty darn cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I really think it's, it's, it's okay that way. So anyway, um, I'm going to cut the commercials uh, right now. And uh, when I get back, we're going to go talk about this movie, movie Venom. Um, sorry if I'm stumbling over my words. It's getting a little late right now. So my brain is shutting off, but I'm going to get through this. Okay. So I'm going to cut to commercial right now and I will be right back. Hey, what's going on everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So If you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Okay, everyone, I am back from the commercial break. By the way, if you want to book with me, please, 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 please call me up. I, I would love to work more because work is slowing down. It really is. So call me up. We'll do wedding photos. We'll do family photos. I'm good at doing it. All right. So before I get into this review, I'm just going to let you know that there's not going to be any spoilers. All right. So um, you don't have to worry about, you know, listening to me talk about Venom 2 because uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not one to spoil movies for people. And this podcast will be really quick because uh, I gotta go to bed. I gotta wake up to watch football. You know me, right? I love football, right? Okay, so I'm gonna turn this down here. So um, now I did watch Venom One. I did watch Venom Two. I will tell you that I liked Venom One better than Venom Two. Uh, that doesn't make Venom Two a bad movie. It just makes Venom Two not as good. And um, now. Usually that's expected. Usually the sequel is not as, is not as good as the first. And a lot of times when you watch the sequel again, uh, you tend to like it a lot better. Like, for example, when I watched the first Back to the Future, I loved it. And then when I, when I watched um, Back to the Future 2, I didn't like it. And then, uh, but I really liked Back to the Future 3. Now... That I'm older, I love Back to the Future 2. In fact, Back to the Future 2 was, is one of my favorite uh, movies out of the whole entire trilogy. 
So you know, it really depends. It really depends on, I think, your timing, your understanding of the characters. Um, but I did see this for the first time. I may go back to see it for a second time. Uh, I, may, I may take my mom there. She just got through with her cataract surgery so she can see 2020 now. And she's all like hyped up about it. And uh, she's a real big, she, well, not real big, but she loves she loved the first Venom. So I, I may take her to go watch Venom too. Um, now, is this for kids? I don't think so. Um, it's not bloody, but Venom is biting off people's heads. So if you don't want to, you know, show a, a character, a hero, butting off people's heads, maybe you may not want to have your kids see it. But, you know, you're the parent. You know, what, you know what's best for your kid. I guess if you let them watch Venom 1, this isn't worse, okay? Uh, I don't think there's no sexual things. Or there's, there's absolutely no nudity inside here. Everything's kind of kept kind of G-rated. Other, everything other than, you know, the, the head biting, you know? So, and it's not really that bloody. Is there blood? I don't think it's bloody at all. And But a lot of people get killed. A lot of people get killed. Um, now, what do I think of the entire movie as a whole? Well, some of the action scenes were very hard to follow. And I think it was because I was kind of sitting too close to the theater screen. So one of my points of advice here is to, you know, to when you go here to watch it in the movie theaters, to actually choose a seat more toward the back of the theater than the front. Um, I chose to sit in the middle. So I don't even think that was good enough. So sit in the back. I mean, really, really sit as far as you can from the screen, um, especially if your screen are one of those huge ones. Um, that's because the thing, they're, they're utilizing the whole screen here. And um, in some scenes, uh, your my eyeball lit literally had to track from left to right to follow the action. Uh, I mean, the whole screen going left, right, left, right. And my head had to move from left to right. So if I think if I were sitting, you know, really at the top of the theater, I think that would have remedied that. Now, as far as the script goes, uh, you know, I, I don't think it was written uh, with a lot of carefulness. Unfortunately, there are a lot of holes in here, um, a lot of things that should be fixed. Um, I won't get into them now because, you know, if I get into them, that means they'll, they'll include spoilers. The script was not as tight as it should be. Uh, the acting was really good. The acting was really good. The characters, uh, things were a little different this time. Um, Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock's character is not consistent with the first Eddie Brock uh, of, of the, uh, I guess, in Venom 1. Uh, and I'll just say that. It's not consistent. Venom is consistent. Um, the love interest is consistent. Um, everyone else is consistent except Eddie Brock is not consistent. And that kind of bothered me as well. It's as though his character did not grow much at all. In fact, he kind of, he, he kind of got bad at what he did really great. So that part kind of bothered me. But again, that's me coming from a screenwriter's point of view, right? I would have written though that differently. If I were in that writer's room, I would say, hey, wait a minute. I'd raise my hand and say, hey, I think we have to write Eddie's character a little bit different. Um, as far as the directing goes, I think it's okay. You know, there's a scene in here um, that a lot of people were complaining about. A lot of Republicans were com com complaining about, um, about this movie pushing an LGBTQ narrative. Um, it's so subtle that it really doesn't matter. Um, I think it's just conservatives overreacting. Um, part of it was Tom Hardy's uh, idea. They wanted to try to include some type of LGBTQ thing in here. Um, and uh, 
it's so subtle that it doesn't even bother me at all. It doesn't even, and, and again, I am like completely, you know, I hate the woke narrative out there. I'm not against, against LGBTQ, by the way. Um, I just don't think, you know, you should write agendas into movies. Uh, I, I really think they should, they, you can put them in there if they're, you can put, certain agendas in there if certain characters call for it or the, or the situation calls for it but to force it and then write a story around an agenda well then all of a sudden it doesn't become like a you know a movie about venom it becomes a movie about you know you know gay rights or something like that lesbian rights or transgender rights and all those things and that's not what i feel is very constructive to the new to i guess to the movie industry these days um but anyway that's about it for this review. Uh, I really do recommend you seeing it. I, when it comes on, on when it comes out on video, I do recommend you buying it. If you haven't bought the first one, I do recommend you buying it. It's a really great movie to own. Um, I've watched it more than once, and I've enjoyed it every single time. Um, again, if I were to give it a, a rating, um, I rated the first one, the first Venom, Venom 1.0, as an A. I rated this one as a B minus. So again, it's just below good. It's just hanging on for me. But again, like I told you before, maybe I have to watch it again. And the second time around, I may enjoy it a lot more. So, and that's happened quite a bit, actually, where I changed the ratings of my movies. All right, people, I am out of here. I am going to go to bed so I can watch football tomorrow. Oh, I mean today. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.